Welcome to the Living True by Design podcast. I'm Dr. Libby Schonsmeyer, your host and life design coach. As a physician, I've witnessed the overwhelming pressure high achieving women face in their faceted lives. I've been there myself, but I managed to swap out stress for genuine joy through the power of life design. I believe life is meant to be a fulfilling experience, not an endless struggle that leaves us exhausted. Join me for inspiring stories, practical life tools, and thoughtful discussions. You won't find this stuff anywhere else. Start today and live true by design. Welcome to the Living True by Design podcast. I'm your host, life coach, advocate, mentor, and friend, Dr. Libby Schoenspire. You have found the place that smart, successful women come to join the life design movement. And today we're talking about the self-awareness revolution. This is episode 14, and I'm so glad to have you here. In today's episode, I have a surprise for you. I have a present that you will be getting at some worksheets, and it will be applying to this episode plus the uh, series that I'm creating that is coming. And oh, the present is a little set. The present is a set of worksheets. And I do this with my life design clients. And there's absolutely no gatekeeping here because this is an activity that we do in the coaching. And I'm so excited to share it with you. I think you're really going to like this. And you're going to get access to these worksheets for free. And eventually in this series, we're going to be looking at multiple domains, these different areas of our life. I like to think of them as domains that are critically important in our life. We're going to look at each one in a, a different episode. But first, today, we're going to be talking about awareness, because that's what we're starting with. We're starting with awareness of these different domains. And it's not just awareness of what's going on externally, like awareness about the state of your house, but it's also a lot about self-awareness of what's going on in us and around us and in our who we're being. So self-awareness is what we'll be talking about today in the context of your life designed, your life. What we're going to be talking about today is self-awareness in the context of designing your life and how important it is. It's actually the bedrock. So it's like below the foundation is the bedrock on which the foundation of your life design is built. So you know that question about what hill would you die on of this? You know that question of what's your opinion that about something that you would die on this hill about this opinion? Well, that for me is that people need to be less selfish and quote, get over themselves. I do not agree with that. I think my opinion is that people need to be more selfish and there's caveats with this. I think in particular, more often women need to be more selfish than we are. We are raised to look outward. At least I was. I'm curious how you were. I would love to hear. Leave me a comment. Go over to Instagram and comment. I want to hear. But I was raised to look around and basically accommodate most people to make them not feel uncomfortable at times at the expense of making myself feel uncomfortable. And I contend that we are in a time and place in the world that it's time to take that back and not make other people uncomfortable by any means intentionally but not to just sacrifice who we are and what we know in our heart and our 
and our intuitive feelings, not sacrifice that at the expense of, you know, keeping somebody else comfortable. I, you know, there's a lot of levels of discernment involved in this. Um, I think manners are really important and they make people feel comfortable. You know, I would much rather, again, this is discernment. I would rather, you know, when you meet someone, it's nice to be introduced, things like that. And at the same time, when you meet someone and, you know, a parent feels like it's appropriate to force the child to give a hug to someone, I believe that's over the line of what manners require. So there's a level of discernment of your comfort level and, um, you know, your physical body, your autonomy, your choice. To me, we always need to have choice of what we're doing and who we're working with and who we're serving, right? So the opinion that I have, the opinion you have that is your hill. So the opinion I have that is the hill I would die on is that we actually need to be more self-centered. And I don't mean that in an ego-driven way. I mean that in a soul heartfelt wisdom kind of a way. Now, culturally, we are told that being selfish is, quote, bad. Well, it can be. If it's serving our ego, if we are just like want to be the guy that wins everything, the woman that gets everything at the expense of other people, sure, that's selfish to the point of destruction of others, which ultimately, if you're destroying others, you're destroying yourself because we're all in this together. And, you know, part of this came up this week. My family and I attend this church fairly regularly. And the sermon was, I don't want to say sermon here, edit that out. I want to tell you something. So this week, my family and I attended this church in the talk this week was about how to make a marriage work. And the whole point at the end was to get over yourself. And to me, this is very tricky waters to navigate. And I think that blanket statement is a little um, too broad and wide at best and can be dangerous and cause a lot of um, harm, strife <laughs> at worst. Um, I think we, we need to be corrected in multiple ways. And I think a blanket statement like that is speaking just to one group of people. There, you know, if you think about everybody's on their road, you know, we're going back and forth on the road. Um, some people are over on the ditch in one way, and some people are on the ditch in the other side of the road, right? There's two ditches on the side of the road. So you might be in this ditch where you're not thinking about yourself too much, and you might be in the other ditch where you think about yourself too much. So I think it's really um, almost foolish to tell everybody to get out of the ditch where you're thinking about yourself too much and get back on the road because the people that are over here not thinking about themselves enough do that even more because they want to help. They want to serve better. They want to do better. And they're already <laughs> doing so much. And then you go somewhere like church, which has a lot of influence and a lot of power. And you hear this message that says you need 
to just get over yourself. And I'm saying today, we need to get into ourselves. We need to know what's at our core. We need to know who we are. We need to be self-aware of who we are, what we're doing in life, what we think about our, our life. And when we're in that place and we are tuned in, not from a selfish way, not from an ego way. I'm not saying, you know, ego would be, these are all my preferences. And I'm aware that I like this sauce on my food and this color for my, I don't know, rug, whatever it is that you want. It's not about serving our senses. That's ego selfishness. And that is not what I'm talking about. I think we get in big trouble when we think ego selfishness is the same as consciousness, as the same as self-awareness. I am advocating for self-awareness where we know what our soul is calling us to do, where we listen to our intuition, where we're aware with our wisdom of what will serve us, which in extension will serve everyone better. You know, it's not going to serve somebody to serve our ego and get all the things we want all the time. First of all, as fun as it sounds, I think it would really get boring. <laughs> it might be fun to try it for a little while, but I think ultimately it would get kind of boring. But then at the same time, it would be at the expense of other people. And I believe in our heart, we want to um, serve each other but out of love and compassion and support, not out of this ego-driven coercion, which I think some of our systems in our country right now are driven, you know, by the almighty dollar, which is a system that is, um, can get coercive at times. But that's another show. We're not going to dive into that too deep right now. Today, we're focusing on our own self-awareness and discerning if this is true self-awareness in my heart and soul, or is it ego self-awareness? Because this is, again, the foundation of what we can do with our life design. So at the church service, you know, hearing that we need to just get over ourselves, it really made me sad because I thought of so many women that I know, so many clients I've worked with that have such a hard time juggling everything and keeping the ball rolling. And you spend so much energy and time supporting your family and your career that you end up not supporting yourself, which it's like, you know, the airline thing, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. Or, you know, I love the imagery of the heart. The first time I heard, I think it's Andrew Weil, the, um, he's an author that, and a physician. He's, if you haven't, listen to some of his stuff. He's interesting. And I think he does. Our heart gets the oxygenated blood first, and then it oxygenates the rest of the body, but the oxygen keeps the heart pumping. And then that pump extends the blood all over our body. And this is the same way we are. And I'm saying when we're self-aware it's just like our heart and our body that pumps all the oxygenated blood. You know, like our oxygenated blood keeps us alive. It keeps our muscles moving. It keeps our brain functioning. It does everything. So with some self-awareness, 
we can keep our heart alive, literally and figuratively, you know, and we can have a level of self-protection that is appropriate. Because when we pile everything in to caring for ourselves or even being aware of ourselves as, quote, selfish, I think that's dangerous and destructive. And especially this whole message was about putting your thoughts and your ideas, putting things aside to be a better partner. And to me, as a partner, I want to know what's important to the other person. You know, I don't want someone, I don't want to be, I don't want my husband to say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just getting over myself. I don't care about that. Well, <laughs> to me, any loving adult relationship that has any level of maturity would be able to discuss it. And maybe it is something that's not working. Maybe somebody likes ketchup on a meal and somebody doesn't, you know, it's like from that to huge things. Of course, there's very big things. But I think the idea of getting over ourselves is sophomoric, you know. Um, and I do believe there's ways to hear what the other person needs and their opinions without it causing destruction in a relationship. And that's a whole other topic that we will definitely talk about. Um, and that's part of the nonviolent communication of communicating your needs and your wants and hearing other people's needs and wants without um, just getting completely twisted because it's easy. It's easy to because we get it. We end up taking it personally and other people take it very personally. Right. Anyway, so this idea of just getting over yourself is denying to people their self-awareness, their connection with the flow of life. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. So be connected to life. Don't get over yourself. I'm not saying you have to dig your heels in on everything you want or have thought of or whatever, but I think there's a lot of women that are in this ditch where they've been told to get over themselves. Even the book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I read that book when I was in my teens. And I remember it saying to listen really well and do these things. And I took it really to heart. And in hindsight, I've wondered if I took it too much to heart. Because a lot of times I don't even say my opinion when it might have added something to the conversation, you know, like little things like that. So I think when we have a level of self-awareness, it can give us some confidence in who we are and what we're doing. And we can advocate for ourselves without having to, quote, get over ourselves. Because anytime we try to get over ourselves, that's just like, we'll just drop it. Well, okay, but there's something important that's happening that needs to be addressed somehow. There's a lot of ways to address it. There's a billion different strategies, but we can't just like ignore things. I don't see the purpose in that at all. And again, this is just an introduction to this series of the 10 domains of life that we'll be talking about. And I, I wanted to do this and talk about self-awareness because that's kind of what it was. When I started my own life coaching as a client myself, I thought it was kind of annoying because I'm like, 
I don't want to spend time doing this. I'm ready to get to work and correct things and make everything better in my life. And it was like the penny wise and pound foolish kind of a thing because I didn't want to do this. I thought it was a waste of time and I'm just ready. Let's address the problems in my life, whatever, and move on. And that was short-sighted of me at the time. And, you know, because that's how I've always done things and that's always worked, but it doesn't work anymore because I've seen this other way. And this is a way to just, it's pump the brakes just a little bit, do a self evaluation, self-awareness, see where we are and then move from there. Because, you know, like, like when you put in your Google maps, you, you can't just put in the destination. You're not going to get anywhere. You can't just say, I want to, you know, whatever your goal is, or I want to feel wonderful and then just hope it shows up someday. So we're going to put in our, we're going to start with our destination and move from there. So that's basically what this evaluation is and self-awareness is of what's going on. And once I'm aware of that, I'm going to know how to begin to go to this other, you know, destination, go in the direction of the place I want to be in my life. And, and I, I want to emphasize how much I respect your individuality and your own inner guidance. You know, in our culture, we have people, and I do, I, in medicine, you know, you go and you get trained and then you do learning and then you look for somebody else and you look for coaches and these other things. But I really want to bring out how much I believe that you know in your heart the direction you want to go you know, even the next steps you need to take. And I'm here to cheer you on and support you in that. Because that's what we need. We need everyone in their own wisdom, intuition, and power functioning from that. Can you imagine if all the moms, you know, and I'm in this kind of career mom category, if all the moms you know that are so smart and powerful and engaged with their families, if we all started working in alignment with our intuition and with our deepest wisdom, imagine what that would do in our world. It would be so powerful. It's a world that I want to live in. That's the direction we're going here. So this self-awareness and these the next few episodes is going to help us. There's there's other parts too, but this will be a start about our self-awareness and realizing where we are so that we can map out where we want to go. And then you can use this as the bedrock for your foundation for building your own empire of your life and designing the life you want to live. So a problem that we kind of can get into is not really articulating where we are. And that's what I'm saying about this need for this self-awareness, this need for our life evaluation. If we don't know where we are, we don't know where we're going. And a lot of times it can still be really vague, like, well, how's your life? Oh, it's good. You know, like, what else are you going to say? There's, there's so many layers to the onion. And I understand that. I know that if you've lived on this planet for any number of years, there's a lot of things in your context that is different from another person's, right? Um, 
But there are these areas in your life that we can take a look at and see how you're doing, see how you're feeling, see what needs are being met in these areas. And that's what we're going to be diving into in the next series. You know, we're going to be talking about career and finances and relationships and kids, all kinds of things. By the way, allow me to digress. I think it's so important to have the discussion, including our kids. And I'm not talking about any kind of parenting style that you choose. I'm talking about as women that are autonomous, theoretically, that have at least some choice in what we're doing in our lives. I feel like we've been trained or taught or enculturated that our kids are this whole other area of our life. And I believe that they're not. I know, you know, there's a saying, we are only as happy as our most unhappy child. And I feel that in my bones. And I think that we cannot ignore this. That we go to work and have these great careers. And if something's wrong with our kids, we can't function at our peak performance, right? You know, there, when I had young kids, if I didn't have a babysitter, which, you know, people would get sick, whatever. And I was concerned about my kids during the day. It was so stressful. And I, I really, I just want to name that um, because I think it's a part of the conversation that we need to have more and that needs to be accounted for as women in the workforce as a need for our jobs instead of this like extra cushy thing to have support with our child care. It's a need to take care of our children. That was my digression. We'll do another show on that too, but I think it's so important. And as women, you know, I listen, I've listened to personal development and empowerment things for years, and I don't hear people bringing kids into that conversation. And I think our kids need to be in every conversation. And, you know, I even one of my friends one day was asking me about my kids. And this is somebody that lives in another country. And, you know, so we don't see each other. We just message each other. And she was like, I really want to hear more about your kids because it lets me know more about you. And it brought tears to my eyes hearing that. And it hit me in that moment, you know, this awareness of how, you know, we're kind of discouraged from talking about our kids. And there are some, you know, again, this can go wrong either way. You can talk about your kids too much or not enough. But I, you know, at work and things like that, not having our kids as an important factor in our decisions, in our day-to-day lives is overlooking a huge part of who we are. You know, it's our literal DNA and it affects everything we do and that we are. Maybe not you. I think probably you. I would love to know your opinion on that, that about it being a part of our conversation that needs to be included in anything, in looking at our lives, in making career decisions, how it'll affect the family realistically, like what's going to happen. Anyway, so back to this, this idea of 
not taking a look at our life or taking this kind of vague assessment of like, well, things are good. You know, it was just the new year for 2024. And people a lot of times want to make improvements in the year or change, you know, change jobs, change careers, change relationships, whatever change you want to make to make things better. But where are you now? Like literally, if you changed, um, rearrange your furniture, would that like serve you truly? Sometimes it might, I don't know. It, it could change the energy of your room, you know, but these worksheets are going to give you a way to look at that. I'm so excited. You're going to, I'm so excited for you to get this. And then another aspect of this is this old way of looking at self-awareness is that, oh my gosh, if you get too self-aware, you might not be a good worker or it's a threat to the system. And I think anything that is threatened by you being fully authentically yourself in your own power, not power like beating people to the floor, power like having the most money, but power like nature like a storm or a tsunami or the ocean or a quiet lake, that kind of power, your power in your being. Anybody that's threatened, any system that's threatened by that is not a system that I think that we need to continue. Honestly, we need to be in our power and be supported and have compassion towards each other and be allowed to be our full selves and um, be accepted for that. There's no reason not to be, you know, the only reason not to accept that is if someone has an intention for you that is less than your own authentic wisdom. And we need your wisdom. And as I said, you know, society really encourages to look out, look outside of ourselves. You know, like if you see commercials, it's always, oh, if you're not happy, go buy this. If you're not fully satisfied, this brand new purse will help. This new iPhone will help. This Starbucks will help. Whatever it is, we are constantly inundated with these messages that something outside of ourselves is going to make things better or make us happy or give us fulfillment. And that's not true. We have it backwards. We have this whole thing of let's outsource everything. And I'm saying let's insource our own wisdom. And you know, of course, it's going to be based on what we learn in our intellect and our brain. But we need to move from our core. (laughs) And another thing to consider as the context of our own life, you know, we have this cultural context, but we also have our family context. Like, what did I grow up thinking and about our my own self-awareness? Am I supposed to, you know, be a wife and mother? What did I grow up thinking about my own self-awareness? Am I supposed to be a, you know, good girl and not contribute to conversations and sit back and listen more? Or is there someone that really wants to hear my opinion? And growing up, you know, these type of encouraging things or not encouraging things, that's part of it too, of, you know, when you grow up, 
not being asked your opinion or being actively told not to give your opinion or being subtly encouraged not to give your opinion, we start to lose, you know, who we are. And we think that who we are is to, you know, provide a transaction for people. You know, they do this and we'll do that. And we are moving into less of a transactional relationship to a more interdependent relationship um, with ourselves and other people both. So one of the biggest problems about not evaluating where we stand in our life, not having self-awareness, is that we can function in the dark, basically. We can live a default life and which unfortunately can lead to regret down the road of like, well, I wish that I'd really honored that, you know, kind of little, I think Australians, do you say niggle, little niggling, little um, tug in my heart to do this thing, you know? And um, so to me, self-awareness, doing life design, all these things it gives us a chance while we're on this planet to live a life that is authentic to us versus a default life where it's just conditioning. Like it might be, you know, our cultural norm and our family norm and our work system norm that we're just living through. And instead of living by other people's standards of other people's, and I'm not saying throw it all away, but I'm just saying be aware of it and you can move into your authentic life that way instead of living this default life of, well, they said to do this and I'm doing this and I'm not totally happy about it, but I feel guilty because I should be happy because this is what's supposed to make me happy and I don't really understand. This is a way to change directions a little bit. And you don't have to physically even outside change directions. You might be in a job where you're saying, well, I'm not really happy with it. I want to change. But you don't have it all like articulated. It's not granular, right? But going through this awareness, you might not even change anything on the outside. You might end up becoming aware. Well, my job provides for me financially. It does this or that. And I have these values and actually this job really contributes to my values in a lot of ways and the ways that were bothering me, I'm okay with. And then it's your choice. It's your wisdom that is driving it. And so it's not even this external radical change. Sometimes it is, but it doesn't have to be. It's more of an internal empowerment, if you will. (laughs) So I like to think about, um, compasses and gyroscopes. And self-awareness is not just a compass. It's also our gyroscope. And I love this because, you know, compasses are directional, but gyroscopes keep us from flipping over. You know, there's a gyroscope in your phone that can tell, you know, when you move in helicopters, it keeps them from flipping over. That's my quick and dirty understanding. But they help um, maintain the integrity of whatever it is from um, in space, right? And so our self-awareness can be our compass and gyroscope, and it can help us know when things aren't right, 
and celebrate when things are really when things are going great. We're aware of it. We're like, this is amazing. And we can be so filled with appreciation if we have some more self-awareness. It really is about who we are at our core and it helps us live authentic lives from our core, knowing our highest wisdom, whatever you want to call it, but our true knowing, our intuition, self-awareness can really contribute. Like I said, it's the bedrock for your whole life design. And then it enables you, enables us to function from a choice in life. And that lets us act in alignment, that lets us build into or live into values and goals that are really meaningful for us. And you know, something interesting that I've even noticed is that it helps you make really hard decisions. And what I've noticed is if you make a hard decision that you don't really want to do, but you know it's in the line, you you have enough self-awareness to know what your values are and what's working for you and what's not. You make a decision based from that. And even if it's not a decision that, you know, makes sense from the quote ego perspective, like if you make less money or, you know, something that worldly looks like wouldn't make sense. That self-awareness is so powerful because then there's this like dignity in our choices. You know, you don't feel like you're compromising your choices. You're not compromising your own values, but you have to be aware of them. And once you're aware of them and you act from that, you know, I, I did a year of family practice medicine and then I moved into pathology. And I remember I did a rotation in ICU and I remember seeing people die because it happens in the ICU. And, you know, when you're in the ICU, when you're in the hospital, everybody there has on hospital gowns and has the hospital bedding, you know, all the rooms look alike. And at the end of the day, you don't have, I remember thinking this, I remember noticing it. And it was really powerful to me. People, first of all, you have your family. That's who shows up in the ICU that I saw or, you know, loved ones, the people that you are very close to and you have your dignity, you know, and that's what you have at the end of the day. And so being aware of what you're doing and what your own life is, what your own values are, what your mission in life is, it gives you your dignity and it lets you move in that. And like, what a fulfilling and meaningful life that is, you know? Um, yeah, I just remember that from the seeing people in the ICU. That was very powerful for me, like a huge moment of seeing that, that you know, there are people with a lot of wealth and then people with not a lot of wealth and people in different socioeconomic and education and all these, you know, all the colors of people and everything. And it didn't matter what, it, you know, everybody comes to the same end, right? Okay. And I'm going to tell you one more story that happened. This just happened this morning at the gym. And I was thinking about, because I was thinking about this episode about self-awareness and we were doing this workout and it was a, a class 
and you had to have there were you had to partners you know and I was supposed to be partners with this woman but then the step was too high for me to step up one so I wanted a shorter step so then I moved to this this guy that was on a that you have one partner was on a row machine and one partner was on this big it was a tall step so I got the shorter step because I didn't want to get on the really really tall step so I moved down to be on the shorter step and we would go back and forth. So one person did the rower and the other person did the step. And then you rotate and one person, you know, that person that was on the step goes to the rower, you know, and you go back and forth. And I caught myself. I was aware of what I, or I noticed what I was doing because I was doing the rowing machine and I was with this guy and he, you know, he was a strong guy. And I was like, felt really bad because I was going slower and then what I was afraid, I didn't even know how fast he wanted to go, but I was afraid I was holding him up from his workout and I was afraid I would be causing him to be slow and that he would be annoyed and that his workout would be ruined. And in the meantime, I realized I was kind of ruining my workout. And I was like, and then I started having myself a talk with myself because I, I caught this. I'm like, you know, it's okay to take up space. It's okay. We're supposed to be trading equipment here. It's okay. And, I, you know, so I'm doing my rowing machine little exercise and I'm like having this talk of like, it's okay to take up space. It's okay to take up space. You're supposed to be here. You're allowed to be here. You're allowed and you have as much right and, you know, <laughs> reason to be on this rowing machine as anybody else, even this other guy. And so I was like noticing myself doing this. And, and I said to the guy, even though I was aware of it and I'm, you know, I was like, I hope I'm not slowing you down. I, you know, and there's part of consideration too, right? Like I want him to know there's like a, again, there's discernment because there's a level of consideration for other people. And then there's a level of beating myself up, of saying, I'm too slow. This guy's probably mad at me. I can't believe this. I'm so embarrassed. Like, that is what, to me, this self-awareness can help with. And, you know, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I hope, I don't remember if I said I'm sorry, because I'm trying not to say that as much. Um but I was like, gosh, I hope you're not, you know, too annoyed or I hope I'm not holding you. I think I said, I hope I'm not holding you up too much. And he was like, no, take your time. Cause he was tired, you know, and that felt really good to know that I was really happy to know that I wasn't, you know, quote, annoying this guy. Um, and again, I wanted to be considerate of him, but again, there's consideration for me too. And I think this awareness can really help with that. So that was kind of a fun interaction to notice that was happening this morning of like, man, it's, it's just ingrained and it's, it's exciting to, you know, see it, especially in, you know, that was a fairly low risk situation, right? Like it was just an interaction at the gym that was brief, that was no big deal you know? And so it's so fun at that level to be like, wow, I'm really worried about being in the way and, you know, taking up space and, um, realizing that I have as much right to be here as this person on the gym equipment. 
So it was fun. So I'm, I encourage you to go through this, uh, to listen to the series, to get the worksheets, because it really can help begin um, to have the self-awareness where we can have some fun, have fun in our lives, be aware and live from that highest wisdom and knowing. So join the life design movement today and become part of this self-awareness revolution. I really think that it's time and we can all make a difference in our families, our communities, and the whole world. Get your free Unleash Your Level 10 Life Worksheets and come join our Living True by Design Facebook group. It's, it's totally fun, a great supportive environment. Come on over there, leave your comments. And while you have your phone out, look me up on Instagram at Dr. Libby Schonsmeyer. Leave a comment. I would love to hear anything, a big takeaway from today, any ideas that come to you, any questions, leave it over there on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I really would. I want this to be more of a conversation. I'm hoping that it will be. Even if it was just a topic for another episode, I would love to hear that too. I really want to know what you're thinking, what's going on with you and welcome you to our community. So next week we are going to start with our first of our life domains. And I can't wait for you to join in and hear that episode. We'll take a deep dive and you can start to use the tools that I have for the worksheet. It's a definite episode you won't want to miss. Thank you for being here and for being part of the life design movement. I'm Dr. Libby Schonsmeyer. Until next time, don't forget to show up, focus and shine. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the countless decisions life is throwing your way? Are you tired of the busy home with kids, laundry to do, meals to prepare, and a busy, high-achieving career? Do you want a deeper connection with your partner? If so, the one-hour Living True by Design coaching session is just for you. It is your guiding light. During this one-hour coaching call, you'll get a personalized, actionable plan. There will be concrete steps for you to take to step back into your power to be authentic and own your most authentic life and be true to you. Together, let's embark on a journey to design the life you've always envisioned. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the countless decisions life is throwing your way? Are you tired of the busy home with kids, laundry to do, meals to prepare, and a busy, high-achieving career? Do you want a deeper connection with your partner? If so, the one-hour Living True by Design coaching session is just for you. It is your guiding light. During this one-hour coaching call, you'll get a personalized, actionable plan. There will be concrete steps for you to take to step back into your power to be authentic and own your most authentic life and be true to you. Together, let's embark on a journey to design the life you've always envisioned.